Stanley Hauerwas was a professor at Duke teaching theology for many years. This is what Stanley Hauerwas says about Advent. Advent is the recovery of how to live as patient people in a world of impatience. We live in a world where delayed gratification is almost an oxymoron. We live in a world that wants what it wants when it wants it. Yet Advent reminds us that life is meant to be different. It's about waiting and watching and seeking and longing and preparing and becoming. So Advent invites us to take this slow and deliberate pace toward the manger. It's meant to give us time to ponder. It's meant to open our hearts toward all that God's coming might mean to our lives, to our city, to our world. Advent invites us to be open. It invites us to be changed. Changed from what we are to what we could be. Transformed. So we light the candles of the wreath, love, peace, joy, hope, and we're reminded of how desperate we are for those things. Love, peace, hope. It turns out that the things we need most in the world are the things that come as gifts, gifts from God. So we watch and we wait for these gifts to come and we pace ourselves that indeed we may know the sacred and the significant gifts that God offers to all of us. This week I had an interesting encounter with a man who came to my house to work on my chimney. I don't know this man very well. He knows I'm a Presbyterian minister. I know he comes and works on chimneys. So when we greeted each other this time, because he's been to my house before, I asked him, how's the chimney business? He says, oh, actually, it's pretty good. In fact, it's really busy this time of year. Everybody's trying to get their chimneys ready for the winter. And then he said, how's the church business? (laughs) I said, it's pretty good. Actually, it's kind of busy this time of year. (laughs) Then our conversation shifted significantly. He said to me, you know, preacher, I don't understand it. Seems like there's so many problems going on everywhere. People are fussing and rioting People doing drugs and killing each other. I don't get it. Then he told me about his brother-in-law. His brother-in-law who's been battling cancer. He used to weigh 250 pounds and now he's down to about 135. He's had surgery. He's had chemo. And he said to me, Preacher, why is God breaking him down like that? That's a lot to talk about in a short moment when I'm hoping to get my chimney fixed. (laughs) A lot to talk about. Sin and evil. Life and suffering that comes our way. Faith and hope in the midst of a messy and often mean world. A loving God and 
a loved one dying. Difficult subjects. We chatted some. We talked about his brother-in-law. We talked about how hard things happen and touch our lives. We talked about how hard it is to understand it. I also told him um, what I know about God's love and presence and promises. And I told him I was going to preach on a certain passage this Sunday from Isaiah chapter 9. Here's the passage. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us. A son is given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. And he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of the Lord. In these days of Advent, I'm focusing on those four titles that Isaiah uses to announce the coming of God. Today, the focus is on mighty God. We just heard an anthem about that. Mighty God. There's always the challenge of what we see and what we know, and then where we find ourselves on any given day, any given season. There's the challenge of what's coming over us, and then what we're called to believe and live into. We've got racial tensions and violence, we've got heartache and sadness that affects our lives and our family members, as uh, my friend told me in my living room this week. We got doubts. We have concerns about what's going on around us. There's also this promise of God. This promise of God who comes, who cares, who knows us, who, whom Isaiah describes as mighty God, among other things. Is God mighty or not? That becomes a real question, doesn't it? Is God in charge? Is there reason to hope? If God is in charge and mighty, then why all the terror and the fear and the personal struggles and questions? And why do good people suffer if God is mighty, like his brother-in-law? Just how mighty is God? That's the question. One way to answer this question is pretty easy is to think about how big God is and how God's might is so vast and awesome. It covers the universe. It's far-reaching to think about the bigness of God. Over Thanksgiving week, someone in my family convinced me that I should go and watch a particular movie. The movie is called Interstellar. Maybe you've seen it. This is not usually a kind of movie that I would jump to go to But I went for the family time. Interstellar is a big and loud movie, science fiction film, and I happened to see it in an IMAX theater, so it's (laughs) overwhelming. The idea behind this movie, Interstellar, is that food and resources on the earth have been used up, all consumed. They're basically gone. 
So the people go looking for life and survival in other galaxies, on other planets, even far, far away. This is a movie about space travel. It's a movie about black holes. It's about the meaning of life and hope. But here's the real point. If you watch that movie, the movie reminds us of the truth. Our solar system is tremendous. And our solar system is just one small, teeny part of the whole universe. Indeed, there are stars that are 27 million times the size of our sun out there. And the known edge of the universe is 200,000 light years away. We're talking about big space, a big universe, big stars, big everywhere. And all this reminds me how big God is. All this reminds us of the vastness of God's realm. This is an affirmation of how mighty God is. God is more vast and more mighty than our lives, than our concerns, than our community, than our city, than our world. God is in and over and through all stretching everywhere. Before God, there was nothing In God's presence are all things, our lives, our world, our vast universe, all in God's presence. Friends, that is a mighty God. John just told us that. The first chapter of John's gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. All things came into being through Him. All things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing, not one thing came into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of all. That's the word of the Lord. Too often we think of God in such small ways. Yet God is so vast and so much in and through and over all things, all things a nice reminder. But that's really not the hard part, at least not for me today. That's really not the hard part. That's not the concern of my chimney man. This is not the stuff that really troubles most of us most of the time. What troubles us is how to figure out life when we're covered up with darkness. What troubles us is how we process all the things that can take center stage in our lives, in our hearts, in our existence. And they just cover us. Because when the doctor says cancer, we have a pretty hard time hearing anything else. And when our loved one breathes her last and we're left alone in the world, that becomes the main thing that dominates our lives. And it's about loss. And it's about grief. And it's about despair. Those things tend to take the forefront. They can become such a wave that covers us that we drown sometimes. When we keep getting discouraging news, when we feel that our lives are just an uphill battle, 
We tend to lose confidence about mighty God. That's assuming we even think about God when those things are happening to us, covering us, drowning us. When the burdens get so heavy, when the hurt is so real, when the future seems so bleak, for whatever reason, our mindset is usually not on mighty God. More likely on where in the world is God? That's what we want to know. We can get so perplexed by life's burdens that any sense of mighty is pounded into silence, into submission. But this is what Isaiah says, the prophet. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. The darkness is real. The despair and the hurt, they are real and they are heavy. The sense of longing, the sense of wondering, that's not even up for debate. That's part of life. But then Isaiah says, For unto you a child is born, a son is given, and authority rests on his shoulders, and he shall be called Mighty God. In this sense, mighty isn't about the vastness of God stretching across the universe, but about God's presence and about the God who comes among us and from whom nothing can separate us. Mighty is not just about God's strength and breadth to create the world, but about God's love that will never, ever let us go. Despite what comes our way, despite what losses we feel, despite what diagnosis might be ours, despite the despair that can cover us. God always has the last word, and that last word is not grief. It's grace. God always has the final say, and it's not cancer, and it's not death, and it's not heartache, but it's life. In Him is life, and the life is the light of all, John says. God always holds the final act. God turns a cross, a symbol of defeat and death, into a symbol of victory and life for us and for the whole world. Mighty God is not just about God's greatness and God's expansive universe, but about God's tender, loving care, holding our hand in every difficult moment, lifting us, encouraging us when we feel most lost, saying there is nowhere you can go where I'm not going to be with you. Nothing, not anything can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus. Friends, that's mighty. That's mighty God. You might have heard the story about Robert Louis Stevenson from the last century. He was a poet and a novelist. He grew up in Scotland. And the story goes like this. Stevenson was sitting one night by the window in his room. He was looking out into the darkness. He was watching a lamplighter come down his street and with a long lighter light the lamps along his street. Asked what he was doing, Stevenson said, 
I'm watching a man poking holes in the darkness. That's what the gospel of God is about. That's what mighty God is about. Darkness is real. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. The light shines in the darkness. That means your darkness, the city's darkness, the country's darkness, the world's darkness. No darkness can overcome that light, Christ's light. He shall be called Mighty God. So many of us are grieving uh, this week the loss of Claudia Emerson, a member of this church, a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, poet and a professor at VCU. She was a great teacher and a great person. She had such vitality and amazing courage. I have several interesting and wonderful connections to Claudia. She grew up in the church in Chatham, Virginia, where my father was the pastor. My parents were good friends with Claudia's parents. My father officiated at Claudia's first wedding. Claudia also graduated from and then was a teacher of English at the school where both of my daughters attended. So when she joined this church, it brought some wonderful connections and reconnections with Claudia. When Claudia died on Thursday of this week, I called her mother, Molly, in Chatham. I've talked to her a number of times in recent weeks. Claudia's greatest heartfelt concern was dying before her mother died, leaving her mother with more grief because her mother had already lost her other child, a son, Claudia's brother, who died of cancer some years ago. Clearly, Molly remains grief-stricken with this news of Claudia's death. It is very difficult, as some of you know, very difficult to outlive your children. In this conversation, this is what Molly said to me. You know, Alec, I can't believe I'm saying this. And at some point, I really will believe it. But this is really for the best. Claudia was just getting worse and worse, and now it's all over. Molly Emerson knows something about mighty God. Hardship, suffering, even death, they're not the end. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. The darkness cannot and will not overcome the light. He shall be called Mighty God. Alleluia. Amen. Let us pray. The promise is true, O God. You are God over all. Your love enfolds us. Your love and light reign forever. Fill us. Shape us. Keep us in that good news of Jesus Christ. Amen.